Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I am thrilled that this episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, source code meditation, something that has been very transformational and liberating for my own life. It is an online education and meditation practice for awakening and energizing your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. You can go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with, with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials in my new video class, Radical Radiant Growth. I have an app that will support you on your inner healing journey to express your truest, most radiant self. If you want info on that, go to rachelapp.com for the details. Today's episode is called The ABCs of Courageous Leadership with Chris Langworthy. Cancer, a word that typically strikes fear into everyone's heart. It was on November 26, 2006 that Chris was told that her daughter had cancer in the form of a malignant brain tumor. In the days and months after the diagnosis, Chris learned much about how to lead, especially in the midst of crisis. Today, as the owner of Impact Zone Strategies, Chris equips and empowers others how to do the same. In her deepest joy to reveal, unlock, and activate the intrinsic potential of individuals, teams, and organizations by teaching them the ABCs of courageous leadership. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks. It's good to be here. Thanks a lot. Yes, great to have you on. I was fortunate to meet you through eWomen Network in the Twin Cities chapter recently, and so that's been fun. For sure. It's, that's an awesome group of ladies. I've thoroughly enjoyed being there. Just the positive energy in that room is just, it's just fun. I know. It's awesome. And I, I really love the rhubarb scones that you brought the one time, and I oh, had to take right. some home. Oh, that's about that. <laughs> Scones. Yeah, you'll be you'll, you'll forever be my rhubarb scone <laughs> friend. <laughs> you were brave and adventurous, my dear. <laughs> oh goodness, we forget how we impact people and where we intersect, don't we? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Well, so it sounds like you have had quite a journey with, you know, a health crisis in your own family. Tell me and the listeners more about your journey and how you got to this place where you're leading others in leadership now. Okay, so our story, um, I was trained as a nurse. I'm actually a registered nurse and uh, had worked mostly in long-term care, but um, was a, basically working part-time when our daughter was diagnosed with cancer. And interestingly enough, our life was kind of already a little bit upside down because we had just found out we had an unexpected pregnancy at the same time. Mm. And so um, just kind of like, oh my goodness, talk about not really having a handle on where your life is at and where things are going. And then having a 12-year-old, your first teenage daughter going through a lot of 
stuff and not being able to figure out because she had um, headaches and she had all kinds of symptoms that, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Look back and we go, oh my goodness. Yeah. She, there was something else bigger going on by far and it wasn't just teenage hormones. Mm, right. And uh, and having my own hormones with a pregnancy, you know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, ah. So um, our story really ratcheting up a notch when we took her in and finding out um, there it was. You know, I said, if you've ever had that moment when you feel like you've looked uh, evil in the face or looked darkness in the face, that was the day that I looked at that brain scan and saw that tumor in my daughter's brain. I was just like, Oh my goodness, what is that? And why is that there? Mm. And, um, you know, we joke about mama bear and mama bear definitely came to the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So learned a lot about how do you lead in a crisis? You know, how do you, I was already a nurse already understood a lot about the healthcare field, but then how do you switch the hat and become mom? and and yet still bring that with you and um learned kind of yeah just learned a lot about how to work with people how to navigate different systems you know we were working with physical therapy and occupational therapy and um surgeons and psychology and radiation and oncology and how do you how do you how do you lead and be that that point of contact when you've got things swirling all around you plus we had little children at home Mm. and trying to navigate all that and so um, really what I've taken in the last few years here is really distilled a lot of what I've learned in that season and said hey you know what there's some principles I learned that worked well and some that didn't work so well and um, just helping other people succeed and that you can you're stronger than you know you know, mm-hmm. who wants to be faced with cancer, right? Whoever yeah. wants to be told cancer's in their life. And that, um, so that's my biggest thing is like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Let's do it together. Let me come mm-hmm. alongside you. Can I ask, how is your daughter now? She, thank you for asking. She is 24. She is healthy and whole. She actually lives um, within an hour of us. Uh, graduated here a couple years ago with a double, uh, two degrees, uh, stumbling over my words here. She has uh, a major in business management and finance, I believe. Gal, if she listens to this, I'm going to be in trouble for not having it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Oh, well, but that's she's wonderful. Doing, she's doing great. Thanks for asking, Rachel. Oh, she's doing good. And she, she really is um, an inspiration to me because she's a walking miracle. She, mm-hmm. she, her tumor was embedded into her brainstem and they're are so many things, so many things that could have gone south. And Mm -hmm. um, she just really, she really has taught me so much about courage. Um, You know, when she was told that she was going to have to go through chemo and lose her hair, she's like, well, I always wanted to have purple hair anyway. So I guess it's a good opportunity to try. Yeah. (laughs) And um, when she actually did lose her hair, the time she was in the hospital, when her hair did come out, her friend brought her a brilliant royal blue um, wig and she wore that home. So, you know, yeah. she had taught me so much about courage and how to do that too. So I, she's great. She's amazing. Wow. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear she's well. So now, now you're speaking around courageous leadership. And so what do you mean by that? I know, you know, my past experience and, and some listeners may not have had 
leader, you know, very positive leadership leaders around them, or maybe they're finding themselves in a leadership position and they're a little bit like, oh, how do I do this? Or how do I step into this? Like, what is, what do you mean by courageous leadership? Well, first, I think we need to define what a leader is, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think people instantly think I'm not a leader because I'm not a manager of people. And that that's our first mistake is that leadership really is all about your influence on other people. And whether you're in the place of leading from the front of the room or from the back of the room, you know, how do you show up and how do you lead? How do you influence people? And really, when we look at it, we're all leading in some form of capacity. And so what I tie to that is courage, you know, um, how many of us have faced a crisis and we'd rather go stick our head in the sand, put our head under the blankets and run away. Mm -hmm. I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Yep. And, and I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you because I think that's why I'm so passionate about this because if you would have told me 20 years ago that I would even have launched my own business, that I would have walked through a daughter with cancer, that I would have done half the things I've done in the last few years, I would have looked at you like, uh, no. Mm And what I'm learning is that courage is standing up and doing what we need to do, even when we're freaked out, Mm -hmm. you know, um, did I really have a choice when Sarah was diagnosed? I still had to stand up, you know, um, I would have loved to have run and hide, but courage said, I know that I have to do what I need to do. And I, I'm going to do this in a way because I could see the outcome for the whole group of people. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's what a leader does is a leader takes into consideration what's going on with that group of people around them. And a courageous leader says, I'm going to catalyze this for good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I, I see the potential, I see the fear, but courage is recognizing the fear and doing what we need to do anyway, you know, and we don't have to do it alone. Cause I think that's the other thing is we think courage is a one man show and, you know, we only do it by ourselves, but Rachel, I had so many people around me that gave me courage and let, you know, borrowed to me their courage and helped me be courageous during that time. And you don't have to do it alone. You Mm -hmm. don't have to go this road alone and that let people come alongside you and show you that you're able to do it. And that's, that's really where I love to come alongside people and unlock what's already in them Mm -hmm. because you've got the potential there. You just need somebody to encourage you along the way. And so courageous leadership is really about you using your place of influence to help other people, but other people helping you help them as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So speak a little bit about the intrinsic potential of individuals. Yeah. Potential. So one of the things I'm going to rewind just a little bit. One of the things when she was diagnosed, there was one morning I woke up and um, it was early in it and very, you know, it was probably less than two weeks after diagnosis and surgery. And I wake up to the thought in my spirit, you have what it takes to do this successfully. Mm. And I was like, what, you know, what does that look like? Mm. And in my mind's eye, I could start seeing I'm trained as a registered nurse. I've worked with insurance companies. I have experience talking to doctors. I'm confident in this field. And I started going through all my arsenal that I didn't even realize I had. 
And then even thinking about my personality, you know, I, I thrive on adventure. I have all this stuff. And so it was like, okay, I repackaged my life in that moment to see that I already had what I needed for success. And that's what I believe intrinsic potential is, is that Rachel, you already have everything you need for success. You have that within you. It's like, you're a gold mine, but maybe you need somebody to help you unwrap it and help you see, oh, I never realized I could use that part of my personality in that way. Mm. Or I didn't realize that I'm a leader. Or Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I can have influence on this. And that there's this intrinsic gold in every person. And a lot of times it's covered up with shame and condemnation. And I had a conversation with somebody this morning. She's like... I've been told I'm so lazy and Mm. I'm like, wait, 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 let's back that up. I said, what I've heard in you all morning is that you're extremely aware of return on investment and that you're not going to do a lot of effort without a lot of return. I said, that to me speaks of resourcefulness. Oh, Mm. and that we just reframed something and took an activated potential inside of her instead of negativity. Yeah. It was just turning it around and changing a perspective that you have these tools, you have these, what looks like one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm. And so let's uncover that. Let's unlock it. Let's activate it. You know, let's, let's show you what you already have inside of you that we can repurpose. You know, that's kind of been the fun thing with furniture these days, right? Where people are taking these old things that people are ready to throw away and they're like, oh no, look at, we can make this. (laughs) Right. It's amazing, you know? And that's what I love to do with people is I'm like, hey, look at this. You've got all this stuff sitting right here. These are, these are experiences you've had. These are parts of who you're already hanging out with. This is who you're already doing stuff with. (gasps) let's totally unlock this thing because it's, it's potential. It's energy sitting there ready to be formed into something new and Mm -hmm. let's go forward with it. And let's also, one of the things I love to do with people is let's show you where you've gotten stuck, Mm -hmm. you know, where you've interpreted yourself as lazy, but really it's that you're resourceful Mm -hmm. and let's, let's set you free to use that in a new way. Oh, I love that. I love how you're speaking to, because so many of us are walking around with some sort of story of what we think we can't do or what we shouldn't do or whatever. And you, I love how you're able to see that and reframe that for people. That's beautiful. Isn't it, you know, it's like, okay, was Sarah's diagnosis our worst nightmare or was it our biggest opportunity? And I could tell you, we could be on this phone call or this podcast for the next two hours minimal. And I could tell you all the positives and all the things it unlocked Mm -hmm. in a positive way. And that's actually even the reason behind the naming of the company impact zone, because impact zone is actually the place in a wave of maximum potential for the ride of your life for a surfer or to be crushed. It's all on your perspective and your preparation. Mm. And so if I can come alongside you and prepare you to engage that wave in a positive way, 
you're going to have a crisis some point in the next 50 years, Rachel. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I hate to be the bearer of the room, <laughs> but somewhere something's not going to go the way you want it to go in the next 50 years. It might not happen for another 49, but you know, <laughs> something, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know? And and I I see where it is about perspective because we can kind of see how things show up and see it as very you know um, kind of triggering all of our insecurities or our fears and things like that and then also see how what we're taking away from it or how what what's showing up for us out exactly. of that crisis exactly and that perspective is everything right you mm -hmm. know perspective is we told our kids in the midst of treatment that we're like, Hey, not everybody gets to stay at the Ronald McDonald house. Mm. You know, it's kind of an exclusive club, you know, and mm -hmm. it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. And they actually, you know, they were young and they believed me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they saw it as an adventure that they got to stay at the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. And, and we didn't focus on, oh my gosh, my sister's got cancer and we got this horrible stuff going on. They got to, my son still talks about, we were given free tickets at the Ronald McDonald house to go to a wild game. Mm -hmm. now, Rachel, that's not something that's probably part of our normal family activity. Right. And so, you know, and our family actually, it's kind of crazy, but my kids actually look back to that season as the adventure, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, how many people do you know that look back at cancer as the adventure? Right. You know, it's like, it was like, for me, it was kind of like, you know, the old Bible story of Goliath. It was like, okay, this giant's going down. He's not yeah. going to ruin my life, you know, just because cancer is big and a bully. It's like, no, we're going to make cancer our friend and, in a, you know, in a weird sort of way and <laughs> use this to grow. And that's, that's part of what I talk about with catalyzing, you know, courageous leaders is, you know, ask questions, get perspectives on things, be aware of how you're framing it and then catalyze it as a growth moment. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I, I mean, so much of what you're speaking to, is, you know, this is like high-end personal growth to be able to kind of look at our lives in this way and to like see the potential and the possibility and the positive and exactly which is why you and I instantly resonate right yeah <laughs> that's why I was buying rhubarb scones from you <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. isn't it that adventure I've never seen a rhubarb scone before <laughs> So now let's talk about the ABCs. What are those of courageous leadership? Okay. So, you know, courageous leaders are those that are, I say, are willing to ask questions, you know, of if you're in a leadership position, like in a management position, courageous leaders ask questions of their staff, get to know them, get to know their dreams and their goals, get to know their perspectives, what what are their things that they're after? Because that's really what we had to do when in that whole, when we were in treatment is we had to have buy-in from everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to find out what was it that the four-year-old really wanted that week, you know, to, because a leader works people, leads people forward. Okay. Then if a leader is going to lead people forward, they have to want to go where you're going. You know, mm -hmm. so how do you get them to know where you're going or trust where you're going? 
crazy thing about psychology is we've learned that people trust us more when we ask questions. That yeah. if I ask you questions about you, the, the funny thing is, is Rachel, as you tell me more about yourself, you trust me more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not me telling you everything about myself. It's you telling me about you that causes you to trust. And so when a leader, A, asks questions, it increases that trust factor. Mm-hmm. And, and it's courage. Sometimes it's scary to ask people questions about what their dreams and goals are, because all of a sudden as a leader, you might feel like you're responsible to make it happen. Mm-hmm. which may not be the case. Maybe you're just supposed to draw it out so that they feel safe with you because if you actually care, then maybe I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. So A is all about asking questions. To be a courageous leader, I have to ask you questions. Get to know you. Take the time. Take the energy to do that. The B of being a courageous leader is being aware. Be aware of who I am and what I bring to the table. Be aware that you may not see things the way I see them and be aware of where conflict might happen. Be aware that I might be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't like it when people misunderstand my motives. Oh, I know. I to be falsely <laughs> accused. I mean, that's being courageous for me to, you know, I've heard the story about being inspired to stay small because somebody might ins- not understand me, you know? Mm. to be a courageous leader, you got to be willing to stand up and say, this is the vision for where we're going. And I want you to buy in and I need to cast this before you, but to be aware that you might not buy in. And then how do I go and ask more questions, right? How do I, how do I get back to that? And that the C is about catalyzing growth because I think we all look to our leaders to help us grow. Mm-hmm. I look to a leader to show me the next steps, show me, show me that you've done it so that I can follow in your footsteps, mm-hmm. show me that it's doable, show me, but care enough about my growth as a person that I know that I can trust you so that you, you know, if you're my, if I'm your staff member that I know you've asked me enough questions that if you see an opportunity that matches me, you're going to come and tell me about it. Mm -hmm. And that a courageous leader isn't holding on to somebody just to fill their position. Right. A courageous leader is like, I want to really unlock your potential. And even if that means I lose you on my team, I want to see you grow and flourish. Right. That's a courageous leader because ultimately that might make more work for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, have I done my job as a leader to help you grow? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, that's where it's unlocking your potential. And that I think we've all had an experience where we had somebody who was a leader or manager that really we felt like they didn't even care. Oh, yeah. We've all had that. <laughs> we've all had it. I, I want personal connection, you know? Yeah, and then exactly. I, maybe some, I, I mean, I guess I know people that don't, but I do. And I think as we're leaders or even followers, like make, kind of make it clear, what do you, how do you want that relationship? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I want relationship. I want connection with people, but you know, that takes some vulnerability too. And mm-hmm. that that's a whole element of being a courageous leader is not always being the one who's serving, but sometimes that means being able to receive too, you know, and that was, 
when we were going through treatment is it was humbling how much people had to help us. Mm. You know, we could not do that season of our life by ourselves. And, um, you know, whether it was grandparents coming to stay with the kids or friends dropping off food or a teacher bringing my daughter home from school one day because she missed the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, that's, that's courage in a different form when we have to be vulnerable and let people see our B side, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't like to let that out there. We don't like people to see us vulnerable. We don't like to see, you know what, Chris and Rachel are human too. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, sometimes this is hard. And so that's, part of that going back to being aware right being Mm -hmm. aware that people need to be able to help you they need to be able to be able to give back to you just as much as you're pouring into them whether that means you know giving you a box of chocolates or you know or just giving you feedback whatever but we need to be aware enough to be able to receive too we can't Mm -hmm. just be givers all the time and that that take that's courage you know because it's like sometimes we like to be self-sufficient and sit on our little island and I don't need anybody Mm -hmm. I mean I think I I totally believe there's power in being willing to ask for help exactly yeah I also think of leadership as being willing to let others lead there's the Whitney Houston song. Um, I believe the children are our future. Teach them oh. and let them lead the way. That popped into my head one day, as, you know, as I'm a mother with my children, and to let them lead too. Like I don't always have to be the manager, the leader, or, or even with my husband. You know, because it's very easy for me to manage our household, but to let him lead too, and let my children lead, and then I lead, and it's kind of this like cool dynamic. And I think that's exact, you, you're nailing it so well, because it's like, it's, that's vulnerable, right? That's, that's the difference between a leader and a manager, you know, and it's like working together and it's bringing, when I do presentations for teams, what I love to do is show them, you know, we have this tool that's really amazing where I can show you the different types of leaders in your team. Mm-hmm. And then say, okay, when do you need this leader to show up? You know, I need the analytic leader to show up in the room today. Oh, yeah. You know, I need the, I need the promoter leader to show up today. You know, we tend to think of leader as just that charismatic conductor that's at the front of the train. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case, you know, and to give our kids experience to practice leading. I mm-hmm. love that, to let them lead, you know, it's like, how are, how are they going to learn if we don't give them an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So true. So any other thoughts that you want to share with the listeners today? You're braver than you know. You're stronger than you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, my biggest thing, you know, you, I think you've probably had Ursula on your, on your podcast before. Oh, too. I haven't, but I've been meaning to ask her. Oh, yeah. okay. So here's my encouragement. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But I love what Ursula says about um, mindset may be your biggest obstacle. Mm. And I think sometimes that's the biggest thing is, you know, that can be our biggest obstacle. And one of the things that I work with people is I say, you know, it starts with me. It, It starts with me knowing who I am, what I'm going after, and being able to lead from that place, being self aware. 
Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love to work with people and teams on is, you know, just help them know who they are so that they can show up and lead others better. Mm-hmm. So true. Good stuff. Chris, thank you so much. This has been such a joy. Well, thank you for having me on, Rachel. This is fun. I, like I said, it was fun to connect with you at eWomen and be a part of that group. And I know. Phones, you know? I you love want, interviewing people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have requests on this from people who reach out. I want the scones. She yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those are so yummy. <laughs> that was fun because that was actually, that was the opportunity of my daughter. I'll pull back for that just a second if I can. Sure. That was um, my 11 year old daughter was on this baking kick. She wanted to bake and bake and bake. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this making? And I was kind of like, in this moment, I took a couple of quick pictures and posted them on Facebook. And I said, somebody save me. Yep. You know? <laughs> and what ended up happening, talk about developing leaders. What ended up happening is she got an entrepreneurial moment to, um, she actually developed this little mini business for about 12 weeks over the summer mm-hmm. of selling baked goods. And it was an opportunity for her to practice her leadership, right? Yeah, and that's awesome. So that was kind of fun too, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Rhubarb I know that same day I was buying rhubarb scones out of the back of your car in Ermadine Hansen's book on the back of her car. We had quite the party going in the parking lot. I know, day. it was okay. fun. That was awesome. That was yeah. Awesome. You wish you were there, people. If you yeah. Get, you wish you were there. It's a great group. We missed yeah, you this yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't able to be there. Thank you. I wasn't able to be there. Thank you. Yeah. So if any of the listeners want to connect with you and learn more about your work or how you could help them tap their potential in their leadership, how would you like for them to do that? Probably the best way is to send me an email. Um, Chris, K-R-I-S, at impactzonestrategies.com. And, you know, I love investing in people, Rachel. And so if anybody reaches out to me and sends me an email, um, just says hi to what I love to give them is 15 minutes of just connecting and getting to know them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I also will send them, I've got an ebook that talks about people's driving forces, helping mm-hmm. them get to know what energizes them. And it's just a really fun way of, you know, back to when we talked about being aware, understanding mm-hmm. yourself a little better so that you that. can show up better. And so I would love to give away, um, you know, some time just to chat with them, um, see where I can encourage them, inspire them maybe a little bit. I don't know. I would love to, I love to be a little bit inspirational or else if nothing else, we'll get to laugh for a couple minutes Yeah, and that'll that'll be good for their hormones and their endorphins and everything. Because remember, I'm still a nurse. I'm still looking to lower your blood pressure. I'm still looking. (laughs) Laughter heals. It sure does. (laughs) I realize that's one of the gifts I give free on a regular basis is laughter. Oh, good. (laughs) But, you know, and connection heals too. And I know um, you come from such a place of like compassion and acceptance and seeing value in people. And so I know you have a lot to offer those people you connect with. So I hope some of the listeners reach out to you. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let them, Chris, K-R-I-S at impactzonestrategies.com. That would be great. I would, I look forward to talking to them and hearing from them. That'd be great. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Rachel, for having me. It's been great. You're welcome.
Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.